0: My name is Fitz and I'm the CEO of The Fitz Group. I'm glad you've chosen to listen to this week's excerpt from our weekly Builders Call. This call is designed to help you move beyond personal sales and into building a business in the insurance industry. On one end of the income spectrum, we've helped a ton of agents make an additional $50,000 a year in override income on top of their sales income. And on the other end of the spectrum, we've helped a number of leaders make in excess of $1 million annually through the development of the override income into a business. And now, on to today's lesson. So, today's training. Always excited to to train and looking forward to this. Um, Whenever I do a builder's call training, it is, um, I really do try to tailor it based on conversations I'm having in the coaching world. So, uh, individually, I'm coaching people uh, specifically to their business, uh, and and questions are coming up and and thoughts and concerns and on and on and on. Uh, And I just assume that when I see a trend, three or four or five people uh, are, uh, curious about this topic or we're discussing this topic at the same time, uh, then I know that most likely, you know, the, the, the 45 or 50 that tune into Builder's Call need to hear it, uh, need to hear that same, that same teaching. So to, uh, today we're going to talk about width and depth. Now, a lot of times, uh, on the Builder's Call, uh, we are teaching some things that are mindset. We're trying to get mindset right. Or, uh, or we're teaching, um, uh, Attitude, maybe, or leadership. Uh, I think we just last week finished, uh, talked about the five levels of leadership. And a couple weeks before that, we did the flywheel doom loop, talking about momentum. Uh, this is uh, today a more nuts and bolts conversation uh, with width and depth. Um, and I know that it's been uh, in the alliance, it's been a topic of conversation here lately on the national calls. Uh, on the, If you're listening to, to Andy's Friday call, uh, it is uh, it was definitely thought about this last Friday and um, and, and has been and should be. Because uh, if you're building you, there's some basics you need to know, and so taking all that into consideration, conversations I'm having, the national calls I just decided today was a good day to kind of t- talk about width and depth uh, and 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 really get into some of that def- defining some things for you um, uh, we 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 get into this, and this is something that you need to to be aware of as a leader uh, there's um, There is this thing called the curse of knowledge um, where um, you can speak on a topic that you're really well versed in, and uh, never take the time to explain to your audience what you're talking about. They may not understand. Um, and it's, we, I've seen it done, the example done where, you know, somebody stands in front of a room with a song in their head, and they tap out on the table uh, the the song, uh, the, you know, like, happy birthday, you might just tap, 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 happy birthday, you know, you're singing it and tapping it with the syllables of the song. Well, and then the room is trying to guess what song it is that you're that you're singing you know know the song that you're singing but they don't know the song that you're singing all they hear is the tapping and what's in your head is not in theirs and so it's rare that people actually guess the song was being tapped out kind of a cool little thing maybe do it at dinner or Thanksgiving uh this week you know do that do that for the guests and you come up with a song in your head and see who can guess it while you're tapping it out on the table um uh, I always think about like a, a nuclear physicist, you know, teaching uh, an elementary school class on on physics. Um, <laughs> it's it's hard to translate what's in that nuclear physicist's head, and to tra- translate it into tr- terms that an elementary school student could understand. That's that curse of knowledge. It's not that you don't know; it's that they don't know, and you, as a leader, have to help them understand it. Is that making sense? <laughs> I feel like it's in my head, and I want you to understand it. Uh, and I'm trying to help you understand what I'm understanding and the understanding of things. <laughs> anyway, width and depth. Uh, I want to define some things for you today. And, and initially, uh, what I'm going to do is just kind of go through some important notes uh, that you can just jot down. And then uh, I will go back and reiterate uh, and, and further um, explain these different notes. So, width. Width is your personal recruit. Somebody that's new to building, new to the override income, doesn't understand the term width and depth. Well, think about it like an organizational chart. When you worked at uh, your last company, there was a CEO and there was a number of executives that reported to him and each one of them had a number of uh, uh, vice presidents that reported to them and on and on and on, on down the line until it came down to you. And maybe you had people reporting to you. Well, the people directly reporting to you, and you'll hear people say, my name is Fitz, I'm direct to Andy, uh, or my name is Mike and Michelle, and we're direct to Fitz. That means personally. That means it's a, it's a, they, they report per, directly to that person. That's width uh, is your personal recruits. Depth is the recruits under the width. Example would be uh, Mike and Michelle are my width. Megan is my depth. Megan Alleman would be my depth, but it would be Mike and Michelle's width. Uh, does that make sense? I, I'm, I'm saying, does that make sense? Rhetorical question, because nobody's going to speak up and say yes or no. But personal recruits are your width. The recruits they get are your depth. So this is just the lingo. As you're, as you're learning uh, the lingo around here, these are some terms to, to, to be defined for you. A couple more uh, important notes. Width is profitability. I've written this, I don't know how many times in my notes. Width equals profitability, like it's a formula. Width equals profitability, so your personal recruits uh, increases your profitability. Depth equals stability. I'll explain this, and I'll show drawings of it, but depth is stability. How stable your business is is going to depend on uh, how deep it is. Uh, And I'll, I'll draw it out right now. I'm just giving you the notes. Width is addition, when you are bringing on a new personal recruit you have added volume right you've added a new recruit but depth is multiplication it's kind of like one apple seed can produce thousands of apple seeds one apple seed can produce thousands of apples that each contain seeds that when planted can you can create an orchard just with one apple seed right so so you added an apple seed, (laughs) and it multiplied for you. Width is addition. Depth is multiplication. Width is all about your credibility. It's all about, you know, when you bring on width, it's all about people believing you, trusting you. That's your credibility. Depth is the credibility given because of personal width and edification through depth. I'm going to say that slower depth is the credibility given because of personal width and edification through depth. So when you're getting width recruiting, you ran an ad, they responded, you do the interview, you hire them. It's all about whether they believe you and what you're saying. And, and if you make a connection there and you've helped identify what they need and, and, and with, what, with what we have, right? That's, that's what width is all about. Depth though, when 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 you're working depth when you're hiring people in depth the 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 wider you are the bigger your business is gives you the credibility and more importantly the edification that you're being given to people I got you I got you covered so <laughs> uh Depth again. Depth is a big piece. Is edification. You're getting credibility through edification through the depth. You know when I'm talking to. Well, it's when I'm talking. I, this is a, a fresh example in my mind. But like uh, when Fons gave me names and numbers to call, these are people that he talked to a little bit. They 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 like him. They trust him. He introduced them to me and and told them about me. Um, you know when I'm calling list of names, I tell the people who gave me the list inevitably, you're going to have people calling you. Can you just tell them that I'm worth listening to? Can you just tell them that they can trust me? Can you just give me a little platform to stand on? So now when I am talking to that depth person, I instantly have credibility because somebody they trust gave me that credibility. All right. So um, we're going to work through these notes now. Uh, before I do that, though, I want to cover some basics. Uh, rule of large numbers. So uh, as you're recruiting, what you're going to see uh, are some are, – you're going to start seeing some trends uh, pop out. Now, uh, when you first get started, if you do five interviews in a year, uh, you hire five people in a year, you're not really giving your ch- yourself a chance uh, for the rule of large numbers to play out. Uh, I was having a conversation today, and I was, I was talking about my oldest son, uh, Joseph, when he wanted to get better at soccer. Um, he said, dad, how do I get better at soccer? I said, you need more touches. And, and that means you need, you need more times where your foot is on the soccer ball. Now, it doesn't have to be at practice twice a week. When you're walking around the, uh, the house, you know, when you go from the bathroom to the kitchen, you can be dribbling the soccer ball while you go, uh, practicing, you know, practicing your ball control. I remember um, hearing the story about Pistol Pete Maravich, the legendary uh, basketball player. Um, that he used to drive down the road with his hand outside the window and out of his car, dribbling the soccer ball, uh, dribbling the basketball while he was driving down the road, uh, or when he was riding his bicycle, dribbling. That's it. the more you can, the more touches you get, the more opportun- the more you're you're playing, the the faster you can get better. Uh, I love watching new producers make tons of dials because they're going to get better faster. They're gonna find the sweet spot faster. This rule of large numbers. It's important that you give yourself a chance for these large numbers to play out. Uh, I will say this, the more that you are hiring and the longer you hire, the more people that you bring on board, the more you're gonna see these large number rules here play out. What are the rules? Well, Number one, one out of three people that you bring on board is just gonna quit. Almost instantaneously. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a pretty phenomenal thing. You know, on on Monday, they're fired up and excited. to be the next greatest thing that you uh, have ever witnessed. And on Tuesday, they don't answer their phone. <laughs> they're gone. Or they send you a, a resignation email or something. I mean, one out of three quit really quickly. Some are kind enough to send you a message and others are not. But one out of three, you can just bank on it. So when you have somebody quit, it's okay. It's okay. Number two. A third of the people, so one out of three is going to quit. One out of three is going to marinate. They're they're going to they're going to hang around. It's not somebody that comes out immediately and starts producing or starts recruiting, but but because you invited them to the meeting, they come to the meeting, and and you keep inviting and they keep showing up to the meeting and and they keep hanging around. They keep uh, studying our videos. Or they keep jumping on the uh, university. They 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 keep they just keep hanging around. Uh, it's really it's really tempting from a leadership perspective to get annoyed at marinators because you're just hanging around, but you're not doing anything. It's really easy. And it's, I'll tell you this, uh, it's really easy for them to feel that way too. I just keep hanging around, but I'm not doing anything. It's really easy for them to feel insecure as well. Keep that in mind as a leader that uh, the the marinators tend to have this insecurity about them. They're not doing anything. They're going to say things like, I don't feel like I should get on Fitz's counter because I'm not doing anything right? That's an insecurity. That's your insecurity. That's not mine. Get on my calendar if you want to get on my calendar. I, I tell everybody how to get on my calendar, right? Everybody can do it. So <laughs> it's a wide open calendar. All you got to do is just book a time. It's not like there's, a, there's, no, there's no gatekeeper keeping you out of my calendar, uh, right? So don't blow the marinators out by being impatient with them, by pushing them too hard. Um, just let them hang around. If they want to hang around, that's fine. If they want to do, they will start doing. Um, but I really find it's very important to, to keep the marinators around. I was a marinator. I was somebody I just hung around. I kept coming to meetings and coming to meetings and coming to meetings. I'd go to Andy's house by invitation. Not, I wasn't stalking. But I'd go to his house and just hang out, hang out, hang out, hang out. I was, I was constantly around mentors, and I was listening to audios, and I was going to seminars, and I was associating with people who were where I wanted to be or, or at least were trying to get there. Yeah, I, was, I was doing all that, but what was I actually doing? Not a lot initially. I just was marinating. I was hanging around. Um, but the longer I hung around, the more – I, I, I could start doing, and I ended up doing. Uh, I met Andy, and then, um, let's see, the first year I made six figures was 2003, 2003. So I met Andy in 1993, December of 1993, and 2003, I made $286,000. first year I made over six figures. So Andy invested in me and let me hang around for 10 years before I made six figures. I mean, don't blow the marinators out. You know, you could end up, they, they could end up being a quarter of your business one day. <laughs> don't, don't blow them out. But, okay, so you got a third they're going to quit right away, a third they're going to marinate and just kind of hang around, and they may quit if you force them out, but just let them hang around. And you got a third that are going to immediately move forward. They're going to immediately do something, meaning they're, they're, they're going to they're get leads and start making dials, or they're going to give you a list of names uh, that you can call, or, or they're going to start talking to their friends and bringing people on board by themselves. But this is how the rule of large numbers plays out—a third, a third, a third. Now, you—you uh, got—you got. You get, now that you know the rule of large numbers, you've got to play the game with these rules in your mind, right? So here's how you do that: you need to go, you need to get 12 wide. Higher, remember, width and depth. You need to hire 12 in width. First person you hire is going to quit. it's not going to work out exactly like this, but the second person, as you're seeing on your screen, uh, second person, if you're watching second person is going to marinate and a third person is going to do something. They're going to move forward. And you're going to see that play out 12 wide. Now, oftentimes you'll hear me say that you need to recruit 10 people a month. 10 a month is not an arbitrary number. It's actually a nice round number. Uh, 12 is kind of a, a, kind of a bit of a random number, but the, 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 idea behind 12 wide is, you know, some people do that one a month, they'll recruit one a month. And, um, and it takes a year to get the 12 wide. Whereas other people might do this in a a month, they might recruit all 12 in a month. There's interesting dynamics that that start playing out with how quickly you're doing these things. Um, I've heard the example oftentimes, if you want to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know, you can get the bread out, Put the peanut butter on. I put peanut butter on both pieces of bread. I'm just saying it keeps the jelly in. And then you put the jelly inside of that and you put the sandwich together. It could take you a couple of minutes to do that, or you could take a couple of months to do that. Either way, you're going to have made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but one's going to taste significantly better than the other. Same thing plays out here as you are hiring. You, You could take a year to hire 12 in width. You can do that that sandwich is going to taste very different than the ones who hired 12 in a month. Okay. There, there is magic in that. If, if, if I recruit somebody today, this month, and then somebody again next month and then on and on and on one a month for 12 months. By the time I get to the 12th month and hire that 12th person, the first person, second person, third person, probably have all already quit. Okay, they, they, I hired one person in, in January and they're looking around going, well, there's nobody else here but me. And then in February, I hire a second person. And now the first person is going, wow, this thing's blistering. I mean, they, they got a whole second person hired already in two months. <laughs> and by the third month, I hired the third person. That first person that was originally hired may have already quit because he's probably one of the ones that just gonna quit anyway. Or they may have said, man, this thing's not growing at all. I don't wanna be around this. And they're gone. If I hire all 12 people at one time, rapid succession of each other, boom, just boom, just like that, now everybody, you get an opportunity for people to make connections. You get an opportunity for number 12 to connect with number one and be friends. And maybe now those two are going to push each other and and challenge each other to get better and better and better. We're seeing this right now in success groups. If we had success groups, we started a success group, and there's one person in a success group, and next month we had a second person, and the next month we had a third person, it's not going to be a very successful group. You're not given a chance to create that stickability, the stickiness. You're not getting a chance to to latch on and create connection between these people. There is, I mean, trust me when I say there is a dynamic that happens when you compress timeframes and hire people faster. You guys who've been in personal production for a year, let's say if you've been in personal production for a year, you know, you know it's better to have multiple appointments in one day as opposed to having one appointment a day for a week. If I have seven appointments in a day, I'm going to do better production than if I have one appointment a day for a week. Either way, in that week, I had seven appointments, but one of them was better than the other. The sandwich just tastes different, right? So just like you want to go 12 wide, you also want to go 12 deep. The dynamics happen there too. Write this down. It's not going to be on the PowerPoint if you're watching the PowerPoint. If you're, if you're driving, just listen to the recording later and write it down. But write this down. When you hire somebody, when I hire somebody, what's my objective? Well, I'm hiring because we want to sell insurance, okay? Let's let's be clear about that. That's that's our business. Uh, you don't make money recruiting uh, unless somebody is selling. So selling to me is like priority number one. I'm hiring for, for people to sell insurance. But when I hire somebody, I'm immediately, my goal for them, not something I'm expressing to them, but my goal for them is I don't want to just hire them. I want them to go 12 deep. Why? Because I'm trying to build stability. I'm trying to find leaders. Oftentimes what we find is it's not the person we recruited that's the magic, it's the people they know. Here's, here's a, a different way of, of kind of thinking about it. When I talk to my friends who are recruiters out there in the headhunting world, uh, not, not the insurance business. They're just, just headhunters. They, they uh, 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 appeal to people who may be unhappy at their job and, and get them to go to another company. So they find somebody at ABC company and they get them to move to XYZ company. And then they say, who else do you know at, at ABC company that's unhappy right now that might want to move to XYZ company also? They're immediately getting those referrals. Um, Trying to, trying to put these width and depth terms into, into things that maybe you can more traditionally understand. Uh, if you're in the, uh, in the corporate world, uh, if your company only has one customer, that's a problem. You, you want a whole lot of customers, right? Well, that's width. In, in our terminology, that's width. But, but you don't just want one customer that comes once, buys once, never comes back, and never refers their friends, right? You, you want this customer that you hired to, to tell their friend about, not, not hired, you want this customer that you sold something to, you want them to tell their friend about you. And you want both of those people to come in and buy more again and again and again and again. That's what we call depth in, 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 this, in this terminology. Same philosophy. You, you don't want one customer that only buys once. You don't want a whole bunch of customers that only buy once. You want a whole bunch of customers, that's with, that buy multiple times and tell their friends and family about it. That's depth. That's the traditional way of thinking it. So just like you want to go 12 wide, you want to go 12 deep. When I hire a brand new person, I want to get them wide enough. I'm not trying to get somebody. like Somebody gives me a list of 300 names and numbers to call, potential referrals for coming on board with us. I'm not trying to necessarily get that person 300 wide. I'm trying to go wide enough to find two legs that I can go deep with. I hire a brand new person. I want to get two of their legs 12 deep. Why? Volume comes from that. Volume comes from depth. It's, it's amazing how it plays out. It's rapid when you start getting depth. And it's, again, because of addition versus multiplication. We'll talk about that in a second. But just like you want to go 12 wide, you also want to go 12 deep. And when you do that, what you're going to see going 12 deep is you're, you're going to see the same numbers play out. One's going to quit. One's going to marinate. One's going to do something. When you go 12 deep, what we find is you end up having about four liters in that leg. Four leaders in that leg, we call it a leg, like like you're standing on, four leaders in that line of uh, the organizational chart, four leaders there that are going to grow the business whether you continue to do it or not. Four. You're going to find four leaders. When you go 12 deep, you'll find four leaders. A leader is defined as someone who does what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it without being told to do it. So as you go 12 deep, you're going to find four people who do what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it. Without anybody telling them to do it. So you recruit width to get depth. You're going to recruit width to get depth. It's uh it's on, I was eight in depth from Andy. <laughs> eight. He he found somebody who, somebody who led to somebody who led to somebody who led to somebody who led to somebody. Eight. I was I was number eight. Boom. Here I am. Hey, and then 10 years later, I finally made six figures with him. But then it's been on like Donkey Kong since. So you're recruiting width to get depth. Some people think I'm recruiting width to get more people selling insurance. You are, but you're not. If you're focused on only hiring people to get them selling insurance, what you're going to run across, what you're going to run up against, is the job mentality versus a business mentality versus the owner mentality. What's the difference? Well, job mentality, how many people do you know that have had the same job for 40 years? Nowadays, it's pretty rare. Pretty rare for somebody to get a job and keep it for 40 years. At the end, get the gold watch, all that sort of stuff. It's very rare these days. Now, I, I've, I, I know people in previous generations that did that, but nowadays, really pretty rare. Yes, Will, it's really pretty rare. Now, when people are selling here, with us, that's a job. That's the job part of what we do. Building a, an agency, hi, hiring some overrides, that is a business mentality. That's that's the owner mentality more than a job mentality. Job mentality, people are going to, they're going to find a, a, the next greatest thing. The grass is always greener. They're going to find that green grass and they're going to go somewhere else. But when you own a business, you don't just hop around from opportunity to opportunity. You've got a business, right? So I'm recruiting with in order to get depth. So let's just say you hire one, two, three, four, five, six people. Now what we're going to see from that, and this is, this is all hypothetical. I'm not saying this is how it's going to play out. It could be all six people immediately start selling and, you know, you're an overnight success. Very rarely does that happen. Uh, maybe you hire your first six people and all six quit right away. <laughs> <laughs> that more frequently happens than the other one. But somewhere, it's going to be somewhere in between. So you hire six people. You see on this, uh, if, you're, if you're viewing the visual of this, one in six immediately quit. Two, four, and five are marinators, and three actually is moving forward. They're doing something. Maybe, they, maybe all they're doing is giving you a list of names and saying, hey, here's some friends and family that may be interested in doing what we do. So what do we do? We hire those people for number three. You see it here on the visual. If you're able to watch the visual here, you're seeing 3A, three 3B, three and 3C that, that came from 3A. Okay? Now, while you're doing that, you don't stop hiring more with. I have people ask all the time, Fitz, what should I be working on right now, width or depth? And the answer is always both. You, always, you never want to stop the width machine, but if you don't get the depth, you're not going to get the stickability in your business that you're looking for. And truly, you're not finding the ultimate talent. Going back to earlier, the recruiters that I know that are headhunters out there in the world, they tell me that the best talent that's out there doesn't come off of ads. It doesn't come off of resumes. It comes off of referrals. That's where you find the best talent in the marketplace. Now, if you are somebody who came aboard with us because you answered an ad, I'm not saying that you're terrible. I'm just saying, I'm not not even saying that you're not the best talent. What I am saying is that more, from a percentage standpoint, more often the higher caliber is from a referral, not from the ad. So if you don't work the depth, if you don't drive down, you don't end up finding the, the more talented superstars that you're really looking for. It's rare that you find a superstar off of the ad. Lampy came five and deep, five deep, but you know Paul Roberts came off of an ad. I'm not saying you're not going to find the superstars. I'm just saying that you're more likely to find them the deeper you go. It's kind of like drilling for oil. You're more likely to find oil the deeper you go. All right. So let's just say you've hired your first six. If you're only listening to this, it. it, it I hope I don't lose you. Uh, if you hire the first, you hire the first six, and number three. Well, number three, we got three wide for number three. And then one of those three, we ended up getting three wide as well. That's happening. So you you can look at this and kind of go, this is on a month-by-month basis. Month one, you hire six people. And then month two, of those six people, one, you got deeper. And then you added six more. So now you're at 12 wide, and you got one layer deep. Well, and then month three or four, whatever month we're in. Then <laughs> Number three that you originally started with, he's gone three deep, the first of which is um, three wide, rather. The first of which is also three wide. And that second batch of six that you hired, number eight and number 11, they're going wide. They're getting depth there. And then while all of that is going on, while you're doing all of that, you're hiring another six. Fitz, this looks like a lot of work, right, which is why I don't encourage you to do it by yourself. <laughs> I mean let's let's have a team sport going on here. Let's let's work together. I you know I've had people tell me, Fitz, I wish I was direct to you. And I go, I don't think you do. <laughs> I don't think you wish you were direct to me. The deeper you are in the organization, the more people that can actually help you. Not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to be direct either. So what you're looking at now, if, if you're just listening in, a number of people driving today, and I get it, it's, it's a short week and you're trying to knock out, knock out your production. But what you're looking at on the screen here is 18 people wide that you've hired personally. Maybe that took you three months, six a month. Maybe it took you three months. And, and the third one that you hired, well, he's already gone two layers deep. He or she has already gone two layers deep. And, and the second batch of six, number eight, number 11, they've gone a layer deep. So let's go back to those important notes that we started off with. Personal recruits, width and depth. Personal recruits, recruits under the width. If you're looking at the visual here, numbers one through 18, that's the width, and then the 3A, 3AB, uh, 3B, 3C, the, the the next layer down, that's depth. So you got the width, personal to you. Everything under that is depth. Okay, width is profitability, depth is stability. Watch this. This is kind of neat. So looking at this, looking at the uh, the agent levels chart as it currently exists, uh, number three is now a team builder at a 70% commission level. Number five, the Marinator, they ended up, I mean, they issued some business there in IBA. Number eight uh, is, is the one that, uh, number eight actually hired three wide. Right, so that's a business developer, and then uh, number eleven also went three wide. That's a business developer. So when you're looking at this, we're talking about talking about profitability versus stability. Profitability. This makes you, by the way, this structure that I just drew out makes you a key leader. And can it really happen like that, Fitz? Yeah, you don't have to have a lot of people producing in order to be a key leader. You don't have to have a lot of volume in order to be a key leader. I know there's people right now pushing for key leader, and they're frustrated that they're not. They're like, Fitz, you make it sound so easy. Now make it sound so simple. You know, finding people that are going to do something is not the easiest thing to do but it is easier to find somebody that's going to do something when you're driving depth it's easier to find people moving forward in depth than it is in width so from a stability standpoint you got to think about this like um, uh, a, a base you know a foundation when you're building a house when you're when you're um, you know like if, if you're if you're about to get hit by a, a, a linebacker, <laughs> you have a better chance of, of, um, uh, of being stable uh, if your feet are wider apart, right? Well, I grew up on the East Coast, and it seemed like every year we had a hurricane. This year there's a couple of hurricanes that came through, but I grew up on the East Coast where we had hurricanes all the time, tornadoes all the time. And I now live in Texas, same thing, but, but I, you could always see the pine trees were the ones that would get blown over because their root system was very shallow. it it didn't have very deep root system but the oak trees if an oak tree was blown over you know something had happened like that was a bulldozer that came through there as a storm that was hurricane bulldozer was what just came through when an oak tree was over because oak trees if you ever see an oak tree as i understand it because i've never i'm not an an arborist not a tree guy but i do know uh from from reading that an oak tree their root system underneath the soil looks like the 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 limb system above the soil. So when you look at an oak tree, how wide and tall it is, well, it looks the same underneath. It's just as deep and just as wide. That's stable. When you're building depth underneath the soil, when you've got that depth going, it's creating a deeper root system that makes it more stable. It, no, look at number three. Number three is too deep and, and is a team builder. Number three is not going to just hop away and find the gra- greener grass somewhere. Number three has something to lose now. That's stability. But what about the profitability? That's just proof that you're a key leader. (laughs) That screen that just pulled up. But what about profitability? Well, because you were building, you're personally producing, you're hiring, you're getting depth, all that volume is moving you up. You're at an 80% contract now. You hire that new person out there, number 16, at a 55% contract, you're making better spread. Now you're making 25 points. You hired your first person, you're on a 60, and they're on a 55, you're only making five points. But you kept hiring in width, and you helped them get deeper and deeper, so now you're making 25% of the brand-new people you bring on board. That's profitability. If all you do is bring on that profitability, though, and you don't bring bring on the depth of stability, it's going to be a very flimsy business. A, A wind can come through and blow it over. Hope this is making sense. I I realize if you're not watching this, it's a little harder to 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 understand. Um, But uh, (laughs) but I I I want more conversations about this because the better you understand this, the better uh, your business will grow. Truly. Okay, let's look at. uh, I got to wrap up here. Important notes: Width is addition. Depth is multiplication. Look, when you hired number 18, maybe they go personally produce. You just added a producer. But when we hired number three, and number three led to three people, that led to three people. That's multiplication. One turned into seven, like that. That's multiplication. If you, I'm telling you, if you want your volume to multiply, you cannot only recruit width. You have to get depth. You recruit width, you got one person responding off a Craigslist ad. That's great. Add that producer. Get to their depth because that one seed could turn into seven and your volume's gonna go up faster. When you see people, when, when, when and this is just an observation, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there, but, and I've said this before on, on another teaching, the, the, the production graphs, the line graphs of production follow the recruiting line graphs. They, they, they mirror each other. And they, look, they look alike. They may have different values on the line graph if you're being real technical about it. But, but the, 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 the ups and downs are going to look very similar on those line graphs. Now, if you're doing all the recruiting, well, you're a, you're a, you're a width recruiter right? And, and if But if you're getting depth now, it's not just you doing the recruiting. You've got more people helping with the recruiting. When you add people doing the recruiting, now it's not just you hiring six people a month, but it's you and somebody else hiring six people a month. Your volume, your recruiting is going to go up faster. So that line graph is going to go up and the production line graph looks just like it. It's going to go up faster too. So when you see slow growth, uh, slow growth in our business, maybe five or 10% growth a year. When you see the slow growth like that, what you have is a lot of people and that are addition people and not a lot of multiplication people. But when you start seeing 20%, 50%, 100% growth from year to year, now you're seeing multiplication happen. It's not so much about the addition that's going on. It's the multiplication that's starting to kick in. Last important notes, your credibility versus the credibility given. I already kind of ch- touched on this a bit. But as you're recruiting your width every month, they responded to an ad. They don't know you from Adam. There's, there's, it's, it's completely cold. You have to establish the credibility with them so that they trust you and believe you and come on board with you, right? But when I'm talking in this, in this drawing, when I'm talking to two in depth under number three, number three and number 3A have all told that, 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 that group how great I am. And you need to listen to Fitz. I mean, look at what he's done. He's helped me make money. He, look how much money he's making. Look at his life. Look at his wife. Look at his kids. Look at it. I mean, they, they start telling the stories. And the better we get at that, the better we get at telling the stories, the the, the better credibility more instantly happens. Whew. Started off talking about the curse of knowledge, right? And how something in your head and that you're talking to people about may not come across. They don't understand the song that you're singing. What I'm covering here with width and depth, there aren't a lot of people. Um, there aren't a lot of people in in, in the insurance business. Let's go broad. There aren't a lot of people in the insurance business that that understand this. Uh, There's, uh, of course, even less that are actually doing this. And um, it is not something that you're going to understand overnight. Uh, It is something that you're going to have to have conversation about. So I hope that you're not just hearing this and we're done with the conversation. I hope that you're hearing this and we're having further conversations individually. Because what I've found is the more you understand the faster you're going to grow. I've, I've, I've learned that over 20 years. If I can help somebody understand better and then do, you're going to grow. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The fits Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org dot org slash contact and send us a message see you next week